Hey, everybody. What the fuck's going on? This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Stamps.com. If you have some shit you need to send through the post office and you do it on a regular basis, like say if you have a small business, you know what a pain in the ass going to the post office is. It's annoying. You have to get there. You have to wait in line. They have to measure each package, weigh them, and find out what the fuck is going on. You have to... It's it's annoying. They have to give you a little separate thing for each package. People get pissed at you. With Stamps.com, you will be able to spend less time at the post office and more time growing your business. Stamps.com makes mailing and shipping easy. You use your own computer and your own printer, a reg- just nothing, nothing special, no special equipment, to buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter, any package. Stamps.com does all the thinking for you. With the digital scale that they will provide you, it'll calculate the exact postage needed, helps you decide the best class of mail based on your needs, and you can join over 600,000 small businesses that use Stamps.com and never go to the post office again. I highly recommend it. Brian Redband uses it for DeskSquad.tv when he sells all of his artwork, uh, his kitty cat t-shirts and mugs and all that stuff, and one I got right here, ding, ding. Uh, Bill Burr uses it, uh, Bert Kreischer uses it, Tom Segura and Christina Bozitsky use it. It's fucking easy peasy. Can't go wrong. And right now, Stamps.com is offering you listeners of this show a special offer. Go to Stamps.com. Before you do anything, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in J-R-E. And Stamps.com will give you a four-week trial plus a $110 bonus offer, which includes postage and a digital scale. Use that digital scale, weigh out your packages, put the fucking postage on it, hand it to the mailman, and you're done. So go to Stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in J-R-E. That's Stamps.com. And enter J-R-E. We're also brought to you by Loot Crate. LootCrate.com. If you're looking for gear, collectibles, housewares, kind of cool shit from your favorite pop culture franchises that just show up in your mailbox every month, Loot Crate's got you covered. They offer a range of geek and gamer items for less than 20 bucks a month. And if you want to bring your loot to the next level, you can get a bigger box with even bigger loot with Loot Crate DX. Also, if you're more of the type to wear geeky shit, wear your geeky heart on your sleeve, then Loot Crate Loot Wear. It's actually Loot Wear. It's a monthly wearables and accessories subscription. Now, this month, it's, it's Halloween because it's October. And so it's horror. The theme is horror. And uh, they're taking over 40 years of creepy, campy, and bloody icons and putting them into this month's crate. Channel your best final girl with, I don't know what that means, with items from the walk. Could you find out what the fuck final girl is? It's a movie. I looked it up last time. Who's in it? It's a new movie. Uh, oh, right. You did look it up. I haven't heard of it. Yeah. Somebody heard of it. But Walking Dead, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the 13th, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Halloween. Bunch of scary shit. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific time to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, that's it. It's over. So make sure you head over to lootcrate.com forward slash Rogan and enter the code word Rogan to save $3 off any new subscription today. And then it says Boo. 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 This episode took place in a hotel. Did I explain that? The last one I did. 
this episode took place in a hotel. This episode was not planned out. We were just like, let's, we were having a good time. We were talking a lot of shit and we just decided, you know what? Let's just do a fucking podcast. So we just did a fucking podcast. Um, I hope you enjoy it. If not, don't get mad at me, man. Just told you barely. We'd got most of the stuff wrong, but we said some funny shit. There were some good times. And you will note that in this podcast was the birth of a Tony Hinchcliffe bit because Tony Hinchcliffe wound up doing that bit on stage the next night in Columbus and it fucking killed. So if you hear him say something like, oh, Tony's doing his act in the podcast. Au contraire. In fact, he's created a joke spur of the moment while we were all just hanging out stuffed with meat. We, we, we went to a, a steakhouse and we went to a meat coma. That's why we're so slow. And don't eat big fucking slabs of meat before you talk. For sure. Uh, anyway, please welcome young Jamie and Tony Hinchcliffe. Joe Rogan Podcast, check it out. The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. Three, two, one, live. Hey, everybody. We're doing a podcast tomorrow from uh, Westside Barbell with Louis Simmons. So uh, we decided to check our setup. Do I have to I'll move in? I just take care of what touching the oh, table. Oh, touching the table. Okay. We uh, so we decided to do a uh, practice run here. Young Tony Hinchcliffe is here. Hello, Tony. Surprise! It's me. Hello. Surprise! It's Tony. And of course, uh, young Jamie Vernon. Hey. And I'm old Joe Rogan. <laughs> hey, <laughs> we're here in Columbus, Ohio. Just got done having a nice meal. And uh, talked a bunch of shit. And so we said, hey, we should go do a fucking podcast. So here we are. And now we're silent. It's all <laughs> happened. <laughs> we're in we, t- we talked ourselves out. <laughs> we, we, we were talking about this woman. Uh, we didn't talk about it too much, but we should. This woman who was the uh, woman that Hillary Clinton brought up uh, during the Trump debate. Because she was saying that Donald Trump humiliated this woman. Because he, he shamed her and humiliated her because she gained weight while she was a Miss Olympia. Oh, Apparently. I missed this. I was in the bathroom when you guys had this uh, talk. She got up to 170 pounds, according to Trump. She went up from like 120 to 170, according to him. Probably not, right? Yeah. She probably gained like 30 pounds. Yeah. But apparently she really did gain a fuckload of weight. And... Um, and Hillary Clinton made this big deal about like how awful it was that he did that to her. And then they had these commercials already planned for the next day. So they launched these commercials the next day. And in the commercials, they show this woman. She's speaking in Spanish, talking about Donald Trump is terrible. What he did to me, he made me feel bad. He made me, he was scared. So then... After that comes out, people start researching her. They find out that she drove a getaway car in a murder, that she threatened a judge because the judge who was going after her boyfriend at the time that she drove away in the getaway car, she threatened the judge, said that she was going to kill the judge. She had an illi- uh, uh, illegitimate baby with a Mexican kingpin drug dealer. All of the Mexican drug cartel kingpins came to the baby's christening. Wow. Then she went on Big Brother. Okay, Big brother she was engaged to some baseball player went on big brother and fucked some other guy on the show while the cameras were on her and she was yelling out in spanish that he has a magnificent cock <laughs> wow <laughs> the same lady that they used in her commercials she's a victim so then they have her on oh, cnn my god so anderson cooper interviews her on cnn 
And Anderson Cooper says, um, some people are saying that you threatened a judge and that you drove a getaway car. Like this was a, everybody have a pass. Okay, I'm not an angel. I'm not a bad person. But they're trying to take away from what he did. What he did was wrong. Okay, what I did was 20 years ago. What he did was 20 years ago too. All he did was call you fat. But in his defense, she probably was. She got fat. There's pictures of her. She definitely got fat. But you know, ordinarily, that's a very rude thing to do. Mm -hmm. But when your job is to be a professional hot chick. It's like if you just decide, say, like if you're a model for like a uh, shaving cream, like if you like your your whole thing is about your legs and your things about like showing your legs. Like ooh, I, I touched the mic, sorry. <clears throat> but your thing is about your sleek, smooth legs, and you're like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm letting these bitches grow. And everybody's like, hey, you, um, you can't. Your job is to have sleek, smooth legs. Yeah, no, 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 you're fuck no, that. You're known for your nice legs. Yeah. Well, she's known for being a professional, attractive woman. And the whole, he shouldn't objectify women. That is the whole point of being Ms. Olympia. So Hillary paid her to... <coughs> obviously, if she's in an anti-Trump commercial, then that means Hillary paid her, right? Uh, might not be money. It might just be attention because it gave her the opportunity to get back in the limelight. And apparently, she's a giant attention whore. Oh, gotcha. I she saw some... Last year or something, I think. She wrote a book? I think so. About Donald Trump calling me yeah. fat. Yeah, we were looking this up. Though. We all have a pass. We, we all have a pass. Okay. <laughs> it's really funny. You should fucking see it. One thing I noticed the other day was this commercial, the anti-Trump Hillary. It's a pro. This message approved by Hillary Clinton commercial where it's all the compilation of all the worst things that Trump said over the past year or whatever, and. Um, and, it, and it's literally his voice and the clip of him doing all these things. And, you know, Mexicans are rapists and murders, all the little sound bites. And the commercial goes, uh, and there's it goes back to little kids back and forth, like pictures of little kids. And it, then it goes, is this what you want your kids to see? And I was watching this commercial, and it was like the middle of the day. And I'm thinking to myself... You paid to put... You're putting that stuff out there. <laughs> That's your commercial. Yeah, that all played once. You just put that out there for the kids to see. And over and the, over and over again. Right. In the whole commercial, it's like, is this what you want your kids to see? It's like, you just spent 30 million bucks on that commercial right mm-hmm. then. Right. But in her defense, you know, this is what your kids just want to see as the leader, as like their role model, I mean, as the leader look, of the free world. Trump is biting his tongue. We all know it. Once he drops that blowjob card, the whole world explodes. He's sitting on it like a closer, like a With comedian. With a Monica Lewinsky card? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Apparently, they're telling him not to do it. Apparently, they're trying to talk to him to say, do not bring up the Monica Lewinsky stuff. Because he, in the post press conference thing, he was saying how, you know, I, I'm, I'm very proud of myself that I, di- I didn't bring up Bill Clinton and his, mm-hmm. his dalliances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't even think he has to mention Bill Clinton. I don't. I don't even know if he had even said those exact words. Like I think he's just like, let's just say there's a lot of things that I'm not talking about yeah. that I could be bringing up. I could bring up yeah. that wouldn't be good for her. I don't need to say what they are. You know what they are. I have a winning temperament. <laughs> one thing about me. I have a winning temperament. Everyone knows this. <laughs> These debates are hilarious. Well, what's really the- funny is they both suck so hard that all this dirt that comes out about them 
It's like no big deal. Can I we mean, do a fight companion for the next yes, one? Yes. We're talking do about doing that. We're talking oh, about doing okay. that. If I'm in town, if I'm not working during the next one, we're going to we're gonna hook something up. There's two more. So Two more. Yeah, okay. One we're going to need to bring someone legitimate in, too. Mm-hmm. Like Andy Stump wants to come in, my my friend, former Navy SEAL. Mm-hmm. Andy Stump, he'll, he'll probably come in, too. And maybe we bring in... Um, Someone else that like knows politics. I'll drop some hot puns on that one. Yes, you, you're good for that. But who, <laughs> who knows politics like really well? Like Fitzsimmons does. Mm-hmm. He'd probably be good at that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Who was else? This, did you see some of the? There was like conspiracy talk that was like this was going on during the debate. First was like she was has she had an earpiece. Yeah, I fed stuff. Mm-hmm. What I saw last night was that uh, she got caught scratching her face like this six times, and there were signals to Lester Holt to like. Hit me, hit him with the zinger now. Like she was saying something, and she go, oh. And then next would be like something for like a pre predisposed talking point for her to, to get out and. Hit well, him Trump was saying that the the Lester Holt guy, the narrator, what was he, the announcer, which was the moderator, moderator yeah. that the moderator was against him. He's like, it was a bad deal. It was a bad deal. You know, it was a rigged deal. Microphone. He says Mike was fucked up. That's ridiculous. I heard him loud and clear at home. But he ca- he caught him on some real shit, like the fact that Trump supported the Iraq war. And even if he only said it on Howard Stern, if it, which is apparently where he said it, he only said, you know... I heard him break that down. I guess what he said it in a passing kind of statement. Like, uh, yeah, sure. Right. That's sort of like what I was heard someone say. I didn't hear myself. Mm, yeah. You got to be careful about things like that, because if you do one day plan on running mm-hmm. for a president... You can't just say, yeah, sure, I support the Iraq war, and then say, I never supported that war. <laughs> it's, an, it's an interesting thing where it almost seems, it's everything backwards helps him. Every time he messes up, it sort of helps him. I don't think this time it did. He looked bad. I thought he actually, and I'm not picking sides here, I'm just totally judging the debate. I think that the fact that people are even wondering who won or who did good means that's a huge victory for Trump. I don't think people are wondering. I think the polls were like pretty overwhelmingly on her side. I think it was like 70% of the people polled or 68% of the people polled mm. thought she won. I thought she won. But in his defense, I didn't see the beginning. Apparently, he did really well in the beginning. And she did really well mm-hmm. at the end. You know, one of the things that she said that I thought was really crazy, like she was going on about this thing about him calling women pigs and all these different things, and that he said uh, something about women being pregnant and working. I forget, I forget what that quote was, but one of the weird ones was he said that women should only get paid as much as men if they earn it, which... Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. I I, I had that playing. We were getting ready <clears throat> to do Kill Tony in the belly room, and I, and we Josh Martin had his phone plugged into the overall speakers in the mm-hmm. room, so like the whole room with it's empty. It's just me and Josh just setting up and stuff. And we were playing it, and I literally said out loud, "You're damn right," or whatever it was. I remember that part exactly. Well, imagine if you just said the opposite. Yeah, like men should only get paid as much as women if they earn it. And everybody would go, yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah. But the idea that women should somehow know they get paid as much as men if they don't earn it? Like, I, maybe, maybe we should, like, find the exact quote here. Let me find the exact quote so I don't... See, I think he gets taken out of context a lot. A lot. I think of he's course. A, not a good speaker, even though he speaks a lot in public. I just think he's not good at articulating the things he actually means or wants to say. And I think when the media does take him out of context and bends what he says a little bit... 
people notice that and then when he does say some crazy stuff I think that that only helps him when that happens. Yeah. yeah. Because it's like, oh, here they go again, bending Trump yeah, stuff. Yeah, he doesn't care. I think he likes it. Or right. He might even know it's going to happen, too. Because he's not complaining about it. I'm telling you, if he is down in the third debate, you know, he's giving it time now. He's playing a strategy. But if he loses the second debate and it gets down to that third debate, he's going to drop that Bill Clinton blowjob shit. out yeah, of nobody cares anymore, do they? About that stuff, you know, it's interesting. Like uh, immediately, the first hits when it's what with Hillary and Trump on women, Salon.com right away. Here's why it's wrong. Here's why it's terrible. I mean, if he just said, if Trump said the words in succession, like the only reason you ever became Secretary of State was because your husband got a blowjob in office. You know what I mean? Like if he went for it, I mean, do you think he could ever do that though? Can you really go for it like that? Can you this say is, that? This is this election's different than everything that we've ever seen before. So I think the ground rules are just getting made, and I think he'll do anything to get the maximum amount of press out of this. Of course, my f- computer just froze. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when you start talking shit about your computer and say you need a new one. This fucking thing just locked right up. Look at that. But that's what happens when you talk shit about Hillary. It's also what happens when you go to. Salon.com. <laughs> All your emails are deleting themselves right now. <laughs> talking about Hillary too much. Well, that was the other thing that's kind of crazy is like how many emails she's deleted and she's like, why won't you release your tax returns? Like, Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, bitch, you deleted 33,000 fucking emails. Yeah. How about you release your goddamn emails? Not only that, how about you release the transcripts of those conversations that you got paid $250,000 an hour mm-hmm. to speak in front of those bankers? How about you, how about you do that? Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? Me? Me? Me release? It's very bizarre. It's very bizarre. That email thing's crazy. She has like a Hotmail account or something she's using. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is very strange, man. It's All of it's very strange. You know what else is very strange? Well, there's a a bunch of things that are very strange about it all. But the, the email stuff is like... You didn't know that you were deleting all those emails? Or you just did it? Like, how does that... Like, you're not allowed to do that. Like, that's illegal. That's highly illegal. Remember when we had Mike Baker, the Mm -hmm. former CIA guy on the podcast? He's like, all I know is if I did that, I would go to jail. It's like, I'd be in jail if I did that. I don't remember who I were discussing this part of it, but is there any way that with the email thing... Like, what, if she's in her 70s, right? Or close to it? Yeah. That she's just uh, not... I guess competent might be the word. She no. doesn't understand what's going on with email. Like, is there any way it was incompetent? No, like, she gets it. No, uh, she looks at it weird, or like uh, how people look at the, like old people look at their phones. Like, I don't even know how this. No, this is, is the kind of lady that's shit. probably had three Blackberries for the last twenty years. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's no way she didn't know. But also, not only that, the guy who was in charge of her email server was on Reddit couple of years oh, ago. that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah asking, asking about how to get rid of stuff for a VIP yeah. or really important. Exactly. Yeah, he right. wanted to make everything disappear. And everybody was like, well, I guess, what? I guess, VIP who, huh? Then I guess, wow. I guess you could be adding that to what I was just asking. Is there any way she didn't even know what was going on? Or she had to if there's no way she didn't know. Is there a way someone was doing it thinking this is what would be a great move. I better just do this. Oh, I don't know. And it might give me a good raise or it might give me a good position later down down the line if I found out like I took some initiative here. I, I just went ahead and deleted them all. 
and he becomes the new head of the NSA or some shit. Oh man, I don't. I don't know. I'm just curious. Just. I mean, maybe. I mean, when a guy thinks that she's gonna win and become the president, and he wants the gig, and I mean, all those. That's part of what we're seeing here. Is like all these people are all connected, and sort of, sort of a weird, like. Uh, sneaky fucking way where they do a bunch of sneaky shit for each other without even saying anything about it it's like like it's all like implied and we've all seen House of Cards now too mm-hmm. like after seeing that we definitely are all like oh we think we get it because that seems so true I bet that's going on and I feel like that. yeah I mean that shit's crazy it's all real now the House of Cards stuff's coming alive I know right because the storyline is crazier than anything it's like it's like they realized that Veep and Veep was winning Emmys every year and House of Cards started changing the game of the Emmys because that was the first thing from Netflix to really start. All of a sudden, there was a new network at the Emmys, which was like an old... I mean, that's them crashing an old party with just NBC and CBS and ABC. Like, and then Do you remember went, at the end of like Bush's presidency that they, there was TV shows made about how goofy he was as a president? Yeah, Comedy Central had what was like that Will called? Will Ferrell made a whole. Yeah, he was him for a thing. Like, how, if somebody was Obama talking about like how goofy Obama's presidency is now, would that would that work? Or like, no, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't even be the thing. But if a Trump presidency happened again, they could definitely make a whole new nightly. This is what Trump did today. Well, SNL they just announced they just signed Alec Baldwin to be Trump to be Trump for the next <laughs> year, which is crazy. <laughs> They, they, for the next year. They made it like a, a special deal that they don't normally do. They're paying him like a butt ton of money to do this Trump thing. It's, it's, it's all very funny, man. It's all very funny. It's just like, it just proves my point that I've been talking about for a while that nobody who's smart wants that job. I mean, Hillary wants that job because it's like sort of the cap of this long career and sort of... Um, you know, it's a historic moment. If she wins, she becomes the first female president. But she's under two criminal investigations. And they're also saying that if she doesn't win, it's very possible that the FBI might entice her for a bunch of shit. There's the Benghazi stuff. There's the email stuff. There's there's a lot going on here. It's just it's so disturbing that this is the best we can do. Him or her. Both of them. I think Trump is going to pull it out because I think people are going to want to shake this shit up. I think that people talk a lot of smack now and they want to seem like this and that, but I think when once they're in the booth and it's just you and two boxes and one says Trump and the other says Clinton and you think, you know what? Let's make these next four years a little more interesting. Come on. I think people are going to check it. That's what they did with that Brexit thing. No. I don't. I think Brexit's a totally different situation because Brexit. I have a friend, my friend Steve Hilton. Remember Steve from the podcast? Mm-hmm. Steve Hilton is a very smart guy and used to be um, David Cameron's right hand man. He's pro Brexit. He's like it's much more complicated than people think. He's like this idea that anyone from any part of Europe can immigrate to the UK is disastrous. He goes, it's not racist. It's like the, the UK has a lot to offer, and if it does, in his mind, it is. I'm paraphrasing him, but I believe what he's saying is that if the UK does let everybody come in from all over Europe and emigrate to the UK, that what's going to happen is there's other parts of Europe that aren't doing so well. Those people are going to go to the place that's doing great, and it's going to fucking balance everything out eventually. But Europe 
is going to, or the UK rather, is going to suffer while, while all this is happening. I don't know nearly enough to comment on it, but that's a complicated issue. But it's also one of those issues where like super lefties, really progressive liberal people immediately want to say racist. You don't want people to immigrate to this country? Racist. You know, you don't want, but that's what we're saying here. You can't just immigrate here from Canada, man. Mm-hmm. If you want to just move from Canada to the United States and, and start working, I've had a bunch of friends come over here from Canada. It's a long process, man. It's yeah. easy. And that's like pretty white people from Canada that look just like you. <laughs> you know, we're not talking about like Mexicans who look different. We're talking about people who look like white European people have an incredibly hard time getting a green card. A lot of them marry. My friend married some guy. She married some guy just to a Canadian citizen. Yeah, she was Canadian. Wow. Yeah. I know another dude. He married, well, she was Russian. I think he fucked her. I think he was fucking her. But he married her just so she could become a citizen. Hmm. It's super common. That you have to like go through all these meetings. You have to make sure that you really are husband and wife. Well, let me see your finger. Oh, kiss her. Let me see you. Show me you mean it. Do you think if Trump won, he'd actually build a wall? I think if Trump won, he would hire a bunch of people to do the job, mm-hmm. and he would start a new reality TV show with like him on his underwear, <laughs> his underwear <laughs> on a yacht. Sunday fireside chats live from the White House, probably something like that. And being a host, you know, you'd make the what, Donald Trump channel and whatever. He'd figure out a way to make it a law. So it'd be legal. oh yeah. Here's what's stunning to me is the illusion that he's some good speaker. His economy of words is terrible. Mm-hmm. He makes a point and he repeats that point and then he repeats that point again. Yes, I said that. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Like the Mexican wall thing. Like when he said that, I told him the wall just got 10 foot higher. Now, if he was a real master speaker, he would go from that right into something else. He goes, yes, I did. That's what I said. Like he, he, he rambles on too much. He's got mm-hmm. too much unprepared like speeches yeah like and that's what we saw in the debate like it's in contrast to her like she was very well prepared like she she nailed a lot of like very important points she set him up pretty good one strategy that I noticed that she applied which I think was really smart was she kept her answers extremely short mm-hmm. extremely to the point she did not ramble at all. Yeah. Because she knew that he was going to do that, and she knew that he, she could get him to make himself look like a fool if she just plays it. Absolutely cool. Zero extra words. Because he does, he overuses everything. He repeats everything. We're going to, I said it once, I'll say it again. We're going to build a wall. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great wall. It's going to be a great big wall. People love it. I love it. You're going to love it. America's going to love it. It's going to be great. We're going to make America great again. One thing about me, I have a winning temperament. I have a winning temperament. Like, that was so embarrassing. It really was. There's certain points where he throws a punch that misses so hard that, you know, it's like, oh, that's a huge dent. He he did it to himself. What was that one moment where he said a bunch of stupid shit and then they went to her and she went, well... Oh, yeah. And she like laughed and smiled. Like she handled that so smooth. Yeah. It's just so embarrassing that first of all, why doesn't Al Gore run? I don't understand that. Yeah. He almost became president. Like why wouldn't he run again? Like if he ran, he would get the nomination. Like first of all, everybody fucking loves him because he's trying to save the world, right? Yeah. He wanted to be the president at one point in time. Maybe it's just like too hard on you. Maybe it's just too exhausting. Maybe he maybe he just doesn't want it. 
Maybe he knows how bad the whole thing is. Maybe he knows something we don't know. And he probably does. Also, he has made a fuck ton of money since he's been in, White, in the White House. Someone said that he is going to be the first... What would they, they call it? I forget what they call it. Green billionaire... They were, they were talking climate change billionaire. He's going to be the first climate change advocate slash billionaire. Hmm. Apparently, he's just made a ton of money on speaking fees and all kinds of other shit. And he's just doing really well, telling everybody the sky's falling. He's come a long way since Man Bear Pig. What's Man Bear Pig? And South Park, they had a couple seasons where he was chasing a man bear pig. <laughs> it was like their analogy to uh, <laughs> global warming. Twenty thirteen it says his net worth has grossed more than two hundred million dollars since he lost the presidential bid in two thousand. So in like ten years or so, he gained two hundred million dollars wow. for not being a president. There's so much money in being a politician. Like the, what's the that thing with the the whole storyline of the producers? Like there's so much money in making a failing yeah. product yeah. thing. That they tried to make a shitty like maybe, shitty play. What if now, is it Donald saw that? He's like, I'll just do what Al Gore did and get so close to winning and not win. I don't think people have been saying that like Donald, he doesn't want to win, he doesn't want to I think that people believe that. I think they might be right. I just don't think he expected to do this well. Mm-hmm. I think he expected to get to a certain point, get knocked down and just talk shit about everybody who wins. Yeah. You know? Talk shit about Marco Rubio or Ted Cruz. By the way, I prefer Donald Trump to Ted Cruz. Yep. Like, that's what's really crazy. Like, Donald Trump is preferable. Ted Cruz is fucking crazy. And creepy. Oh, he's a weird religious fucking fanatic, man. He's a nutty guy. He's got all sorts of problems with gay people. And, Mm -hmm. ooh, he's like, he's, he, he, to me, appeals to, like, the dumbest of, like, religious ideologues. Like, the the dumbest of really fucking fanatical religious people. Yeah. You okay, Jamie? Yep. And the way he, like, uh... Did you see when he kissed his daughter that one time? That video was so gross where they show the outtakes. And the one where he punched and elbowed his wife on stage right after he lost. clipped her right in the face. Is he back to just being a congressman right now? Is that what he was? Senator, right? Senator? Senator? Yeah, yeah, okay. Is that what he's back to doing now? He just just crept back into the life he had before. Now everybody knows all this weird shit about him. How does that work? I mean, it, it has happened, I guess. Oh, it, it has, definitely but. happens. Well, what's weird is that you could run for president and keep that job, if that's the case. Like, how the fuck? You don't have the time to do your job, right? How can you just run for president and also hold a job in public office? Mm-hmm. I remember, like, they were saying Bernie was going back. He was he was taking hits on the campaign trail because he was going back for all the things he had to do in Washington. Like, he would fly back every other day or weekly if he had to to go for a vote or something instead of campaigning where Hillary would be out campaigning because she didn't have to be in those votes and it's like why isn't she doing her job as Secretary of State we're so lucky Bernie that if Bernie got through all the hippies would be fucking they'd be going through the streets screaming cheering well I think it'd be evil (laughs) I think it would be more one sided than it is even though Hillary supposedly beat Bernie I think Bernie as weird as it is, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like in the battle of styles, I think Bernie would be housing Trump right now. Oh, he would do. He would do. I think well. it'd be clearly like 80, 20, 90, 10, more in there than even this, you know, whatever it seems to be. That was one of the most disturbing things about all this stuff is the Democratic National, the, the, the DNC leaks that showed that they were conspiring against Bernie Sanders. Like, that is. 
really bad mm-hmm. because you you're you're literally rigging democracy like your party is supposed to be the democratic party right i mean you're supposed to like try to find let's find the best representative what do the people want like you guys are rigging it right like you at the root yeah, at the you, root of your existence i don't want to defend what they did but i think uh one might say that what they did i think this is just a thought <clears throat> they were trying to stop someone that wasn't a Democrat from just coming in and taking over their party because he's mm. not a Democrat as far as I've heard. He's just an independent. Right. Which is why he can't take over now if she would have got sick. Mm. So, like, they were preventing some wild card like Donald Trump, I guess, some guy that just became super famous from just being like, ah, oh, I'm going to fucking ruin everything you guys have been playing on for the last 10 years. How does that work? He's not an... Is he... Does, can he just go back and forth from being a Democrat to an independent? I, see, I thought he was a Democrat, and he was super loyal. Fuck up. There's people that actually know about know. politics right now. You fucking moron! You don't know anything. I think Bernie had a lot of positive qualities. Yeah. You know, there's, like, first of all, when he was in that debate with Hillary, and he was talking about, you know, why won't she release the transcripts from most speeches... And he goes, you could read my transcripts because they don't exist. Because I would not accept money from banks. Or, you know, it, was, it was interesting. He's just, he, he, I think he's, what he's done is let people know that there's a market for that. There's a market for the outsider that, you know, lives a frugal life and doesn't really make a, a ton of money. But his one, he, if anybody has ever been running for president and represents the average person and a really ethical average person. It's Bernie. Mm-hmm. But on a lot of people's on the other side, a lot of people think that this whole democratic socialist thing, it sort of supports people who don't have a good work ethic, it supports people who are lazy, supports people who want government handouts and what he's trying to do with you know jacking up taxes and some of the crazy shit that he said is just like take from the po- the rich and give to the poor and he's his a big part of his platform was wealth inequality, which is a big issue with a lot of people. It's understandable, it makes sense, but I don't think anybody has solved the riddle of how to overcome wealth inequality. Sweden seems to have a real knack for it. Free hospitals, free college. When we were there, the streets were beautiful. beautiful. Everything's clean. Free public transportation, free hospitals, free college was the other thing. Something else. Well, those things are Pretty all much great. everything's free, and they pay, what was it, I think 30 or 40% tax. I don't know the exact uh, at all. Numbers, but they pay a very high sales tax on everything. You pay it on everything. New pair of shoes, fuck you, pay me. New t shirt, <laughs> fuck you, pay me. Like how many people are in Sweden? And like it's the beautiful. 2015, 10, I don't know. That's also not a world superpower with an army that can take right. police any, at any time. That's a good point. The number of people is a good point, too. Like, when you get to like 300 million people and you start talking about like universal basic income. You know that, which is an interesting conversation that keeps getting brought up. Uh, you know, uh, that was what Eddie Wong brought up on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We started talking about it, and I thought it was crazy initially. But then I've read some of the things that some uh, economists have said, and some some people believe that if you just gave people a certain amount of money, whether it's twelve thousand dollars a year or more, or whatever it is, that it would alleviate the stress of paying bills. People would have like a certain amount of income, and it would be far less crime, and then the government would need to spend far less money because it'd be far less issues, which I think is fascinating. I don't know if it's tr- I don't know if it's right, but I, I like 
Yeah, it's very out of the box. And when a country's as fucked up as we are, where you have these ghettos, like uh, what Michael Wood was talking about with Baltimore, mm-hmm. where they're just it's systemic racism, systemic ghettos, where they've like made it so like black people cannot buy houses any place other than these areas, and that these areas outside of that are only for white people. Like when you have like something like that that existed until like I think he said the 1960s is when those laws were still in in, in effect, right? I think. I don't know. At least that, I would say. At least that. So that's my lifetime. You know, I was born in 67. So during my lifetime, these laws were being enforced, which is just fucking crazy. Like, you, when you have a system that's that nuts, like, you got you to gotta have a radical plan to fix it. So there was a neighborhood outside of Baltimore that was only white people? You could not buy a house there if you were black. We wow. would not sell. Do you have a? Do you have the address to this place? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! I thought you were into fucking black girls, man. Isn't that your new thing? Just kidding, guys. Just kidding. Isn't that your new thing? Uh, I think black girls do have a warmer vagina than white girls. How much warmer? I think just a few degrees warmer. Like if you took a white vagina and put it in the microwave for like five <laughs> seconds. <laughs> And how many black girls have you had sex with? You I know this. There was only only two. It was uh, one summer about three years ago, and but I noticed it with both of them, and it wasn't even at the same time. It was just the same summer. I was mm. house sitting for my friend in the Hollywood Hills. And Maybe uh, it just felt warmer because you were so excited to be banging a black hot. chick that your dick was going. Woo-hoo! It pretty much was either that or they had fevers and they just told me Ebola. <laughs> <laughs> Every You're bagging these girls with malaria. Uh-huh. Were they coughing a lot? No. <laughs> they were when Mike. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's so silly. <laughs> have you ever been? Have you? Did you ever hook up with a black woman? Oh yeah. Did you ever notice anything different? They're the- darker than me. <laughs> I noticed that one time uh, when I lived in Boston, you know, it was like the winter. I was re- it was really, you know, pale. It was like this, like cloudy, and, and I was pale. You know, I didn't have uh, very much uh, time to go out in the sun. And uh, I hooked up with this black girl. I met in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Wow, which is way out in the middle of nowhere. And she wasn't black like Beyonce black. She was black like Czech Congo black. Mm-hmm. She was dark. Whoa, dark. And we had sex in my hotel room by the light of the television, right? So the TV's on, and I'm having sex with her, and she's dark like coal, and I'm white like paper. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going at it. And I remember thinking about it, because we were doing it doggy style, I remember looking down, and she had an incredible body. Oh, my God. This girl, to this day, is like one of the best bodies I've ever seen in my life. Mm -hmm. It It was like cartoonish. Her body was incredible. But I remember to this day thinking, like, wow, this is so crazy that, like, well, like she's so much darker than me. I'm so white. And I'm not even that white. I'm Italian, mm-hmm. you know, mostly. But, I mean, just the contrast was so interesting. But the girls that I have had sex with, it just maybe it's a coincidence. Maybe it's not. But all the black chicks that I had sex with were fucking freaks. Like, they were so much more enthusiastic. Yeah. So much more vocal. Mm-hmm. So much more aggressive. Yeah. You know, like the way, give me that dick. Come on, dude. Whoa. Oh, that, give me that good dick. Like, whoa. <laughs> Jesus. 
And plus, while it's happening, you know, as a comic, while stuff like that's happening, you're like, oh my god, I remember this. I wonder if yeah. it's a bit near. Yeah, just taking notes. I could never make a bit out of it though, because it seems so racist. Yeah. Just to even say how dark she was and how white I was, mm-hmm. I was like, how do I say this without sounding? I mean, it's just. It's such a racially charged thing. Yeah. Like even if you're, if it's not the joke's not racist or the discussion of the subject is not racist, it's so racially charged. You're better off just leaving it alone. Plus, one of the things I've noticed, um, I had a conversation with this girl that I was dating at the time, um, and uh, she did like you know it was one of those you ever have sex with a black guy? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Have you ever had sex with a black girl? Yeah, a couple. How many? You know, like those kind of conversations. Mm-hmm. But I was telling her how dark this girl was. Like, she was getting upset. Mm-hmm. So like she was dark. But I mean, it's like, it's like if, if I asked her, you know, like, how, how black was this guy? You know, like, how black? Like, how black? You know, like, Congo black? Like, dropped out of the had, jungle black? Like, what are we talking here? He had the skin of a Goodyear tire. Mm. I heard drums playing. For whatever, this girl she got upset that I was that I had fucked this black girl Hmm. in the past. It was the shade that offended her the most, though. Ah, she's racist. She's from Staten Island. Oh, that'll do it. Italian girl from Staten Island. Yeah, racist. Oof. Didn't want to know I fucked a black girl. (sighs) Offensive to them. Offensive. One day, but here's the thing. Here's what's fucked. You know, like someone said to me once, one day everyone's going to be like a mix. Because, like, right now, the only reason why race existed in such specific, like, distinctive ways, like Chinese people, African people, like, really distinctive differences, is because those people very rarely met each other. But now, everybody goes everywhere. In a place like the United States, which is essentially just a melting pot of immigrants, this only, the only people that were here originally were the indigenous people. But the, even the indigenous people came over from Asia. They all came on the Bering Strait. I mean, all the, the people that live here that we think of as Native Americans, they've done like these DNA tests on them. They, they come from fucking Siberia. Right. You know, you know who is really funny? You know who did the DNA tests to find that out? Some really rich dude who was a Mormon who wanted to prove one of uh, Joseph Smith's statements was that <laughs> the American Indians were in fact the lost tribe of Israel. <clears throat> oh wow! And he thought that um, he could prove that and prove that the, the the Mormon doctrine that the Book of Mormon was correct. And so he spent all this money to get the DNA test done. It turned out they're from fucking Siberia. I think he tried to hide Oops. <clears throat> Did he? I know. I thought you would think you would try to. Well, I don't think you can. I don't think scientists let you hide data. If money to get it done, I would maybe some extra money to get it. I, I, fuck, I fucked up. Yeah. A, re- a real lab that's doing those kind of DNA tests, I, I would imagine... That would be like an important finding, and they would want to release it. I would, get, I would guess. Yeah, scientists could cover up data, then we wouldn't know that mushrooms can cure chronic depression from the right. studies at was it Carnegie Hopkins? Or? Yeah, John Hopkins University. There's been a few studies now that are showing that. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's um, it's everybody has come what I was going to say is everybody has come to the United States from somewhere else right and then one day conceivably if people keep fucking that we're all going to be like one kind of thing one shade we'll all be like this sort of tan thing but the problem with that is it's kind of cool you know when you walk down the street and you see this 
dude who's black like coal and he's got a little Chinese girlfriend. You're like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to watch it's, those two do it. <clears throat> it's kind of exciting. I mean, it's kind of fun that people are different. It's, but we can't handle that fun. Some people can't handle it right. without being racist. And not only that, because of racists, we can't make racial jokes. Like, like you can't even talk about like pretty obvious differences in the races without being labeled a racist. Like things that are just so obvious. Unless you're making fun of white people. You can make fun of white people till the cows come home. Nobody gives a shit. Because white people are the majority. White people are thought of as the oppressors. White people own slaves, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So you can shit on white people all day long. Nobody ever gives you a hard time for shitting on white people. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they're, they're the... It's, it's, and it's no fun to make fun of white people either. That's, you know, it's just sort of like, you know. Well, it's always no fun to make fun of someone who, well, when someone is in charge or someone is on the, or someone has the power, right. those are the people you're supposed to fuck with because yeah. you're supposed to punch up, yeah. right? You should always punch up in comedy, Tony. Yeah. You should always punch up. Which is not necessarily true, because sometimes the people like uh, my per- my classic example of why punching up isn't always funny is Sam Kinison's bit about starving people in Africa, one of the greatest bits of all time, and it's literally talking about starving children. It's fucking hilarious, but you know, I think that uh, like when when someone is in a position of power, though, it's open season on them as opposed to someone who comes from a marginalized group. Like, even if it's something funny, or if something from a marginalized group and it's a really funny thing, if you talk about it, you can get in trouble. Yeah. Do you, uh, have you ever gotten in trouble for anything racial? Like, I mean, doing stand-up? Like, did you ever cross the line or crowd work-wise or anything? No. No, I never got in trouble. But I've never, I've never been like a, a racial comic. Right. It's not really my, you know, like Russell, like we were talking about the other day, like yeah. Russell Peters. Russell's half his act is about race, but he can get away with it because he's Indian, because he's brown, because he's Indian. He's the the chosen one. He's a brown guy from Canada that lives in America. <laughs> like he's got it all. Yeah, he can right. make fun of everything and be like, hey, "Yeah, what do you want? I'm brown, brown from Asia." He's got the whole thing wrapped up. Yeah, he's got this thing on lock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, right? India's Asia, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I had to ask. <laughs> I was sure when I said it. And after I said it, I was like, yeah, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, right? Okay. But so's Russia, right? That's what's yeah. weird. Russia's, yeah? Yeah. Wow. Russia's part of Asia. Wow. Yeah. It's just that most people that live in Russia don't live in the Asian part. Yeah. They live in the European part. It's like Egypt. Egypt's Africa. Everybody thinks of Egypt as the Middle East. Well, it kind of is, but it's also Africa. Yeah, my mind's blown right now. Yeah, Egypt is a part of Africa. You know what's fucked up? <clears throat> when I went to um, Italy, Egypt's like right there. You can fucking swim to it. Not really, but I mean, the di- the distance between Egypt and Italy is like, it's fucking hop, skip, and a jump. That's how the Moors invaded Sicily. They were right there. They got a raft. They went over in a raft and just raped everybody. <laughs> it's, mm. like, it's, it's real close. Man, and that's how people started getting browner. <clears throat> Italians. Mm. If every race, aren't the, the, the differences in race in some situations based off of geography? Sure. Like, 
Yeah. So that's what I was just kind of think. I was thinking that thought through that everyone will end up looking the same color, but that's if everyone lived in the same place, right? If sort of. People lived near the equator, they end up being darker than people that live further away from it. That's a good point, but how come everybody in Arizona is so fucking white and everything? <laughs> stay inside, away from the sun. People in Chicago are dark. Wow. See what I'm saying? Snow reflection. Go to the south side of Chicago. <laughs> and then go to Scottsdale. And you go like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the origins of those people, yeah. for sure. If you lived in a continent like Africa where the sun's beating down on you all the time, you need more melanin to protect you from the sun. If you lived in a place that's always like, you know, Norway or something like that, where it's very little sun. Norway have very little sun? I would imagine, right? Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Iceland. Mm-hmm. All the fucking white people. Uh, I, we were talking, I forget, someone was on the podcast this week, and the Tower of Babel came up. Yeah. In Giants in the West. Yes, it was. I wrote something down when it came up, because I had a thought that, and I'm not sure, I could have looked it up, I guess, that uh, I wrote down, like, Internet English could be, that was my phone, could be that uh, uh, that Tower <coughs> of Babel sing, singular language, and I guess what I mean mm. by Internet English is that, like, aren't most websites coded? in English because the internet started in like over here the west where people all speak English so you mean like HTML yeah like wouldn't a Chinese website have to be coded in HTML and they could have some program that's translating their stuff so that's easier for them to do it Hmm. I just was getting into my head like that's almost in some way in like 15 to 30 years that most of the internet which is worldwide will all be communicating with a similar language I said that to my friend. That's kind of why I brought it up. And he asked if I ever heard of Esperanto. You ever heard of this language called Esperanto? Yeah, I have. But I don't remember. It was developed in 1887 by some guy that was literally trying to create one language. And it's if you look it up now, you can find out that it's not dead. And there's it's one of the fastest growing languages, apparently, for people learning to speak something different. Yeah. I've never but- fucking heard of it, though, before this week. How I mean, it's one of the fastest growing languages. It's like, what else is out there? Like, I know there's no, nothing learn, really growing. It's like but. English, Spanish, Chinese, Esperanto. I, I've never <laughs> like, heard of it though. It's right below either. Russian. It's weird. I don't know if I'm going to stop and start to learn Russian or uh, Sephardic or pick mm. a weird, weird language. I just like, learned I how to. Know. I just learned how to speak Times New Roman. Anyway, uh, <laughs> silence. You know what I've been into lately is uh did you watch Narcos? Yes. Well, I love it. Went started doing more research after that cuz I was like jonesing for more Narcos and they're done for now. No, season 2. Did you go through I season just two watched already? all of season 2. Oh, I'm only it's, four episodes oh, in. God, is it good. Oof. And it leaves you just wanting so much more in mm. the end and it's great. It's great. In a good way, it leaves you wanting more. And uh so I started watching more and more documentaries, and holy shit, what what is go, what, what goes on down there might be one of the most amazing things in all of the world. Which one did you watch? Uh, the something Tiempre It's like it's in. It's got a Spanish title, and it's in Spanish with English subtitles, and it's got all the videos and all the pictures of Pablo Escobar. All of it, like all of it, videos of him getting dragged off the roof dead. The the when he's young, when he's spoiler alert. A lot of people don't know he's dead, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. 
Everybody, it's like Hitler. Spoiler yeah. alert: Hitler's dead. Well, it's fun, it's funny you mention that because I started a documentary yesterday about how on Netflix about how Hitler might still be alive and living in the Andes, and it was the dumbest documentary. I, I so badly wanted it to get my attention at all, and it was just it had nothing. Half an hour in, I had to shut it off. Wasn't there a History Channel show called Finding Hitler? Where they would go searching for Hitler because they thought that maybe Hitler escaped to South America. Wouldn't that be that great if... That unfamiliar, like he's in Argentina or yeah. something. Well, you know, that was where a lot of Nazis went. Yeah. A lot of Nazis escaped Germany and went to South America. Wouldn't it be great if the people that went out looking for Hitler ended up finding Bigfoot and the people... <laughs> and the people that went out looking for Bigfoot, like in a forest and just Hitler walks by and they're like, go about your guy. business, sir. <laughs> they found the bones with a little mustache on it. <laughs> My friend Adam Greentree, who was on the other day, was telling me about Aborigines. He came over to my house last night. We had dinner, and we, he some stuff that I really wish he brought up on the podcast because it's fucking crazy. The Abor- Aborigines, not in Australia, not only do they not have like a ri- most of them don't have a written language, but they could live. Someone could live here, and then you could live ten miles away, and there'd be a totally different language. And they would, they call their tribes mobs. They called it a. They call them a mob. It's like so you have one mob and then you have another mob that's like fifteen, twenty kilometers away with a totally different language. And I go, well, how many of them are there? Like, how many different languages? He's like, oh fuck, thousands. I was like, thousands. And he was like, not only that, when they die, like nobody knows their language, nobody knows their history. It's all gone. And there was this one cave, like literally a fucking cave, where these people were living in, and. They were apparently, when you know they settled this area, like the Aborigines obviously were there first, and then when the white people came and settled, when they were raising cattle, the Aborigines were stealing their cattle. To them, they didn't think of it as stealing. They thought it was, oh, hey, here's some food, I'm gonna eat it. And so they ate the cows, and the ranchers got pissed, so they brought them food and poisoned them. And there's this cave that he found, that I, he took all these photographs, Adam did, off his site, you could probably find it, um, on Adam Greentree's uh, f- photography page. Yeah, first and, man image. Like yeah, and it is filled with bones. The bones of these 30 people that lived, that were part of this mob, because they live in these really small tribes, and they poisoned them. So mm. they brought them food, and they po- he said, we found, like, babies, little tiny ribs, like little three-inch long ribs from oh. a baby that got poisoned. And he's like, oh, the entire tribe is just dead, and their bones are just there, just laying inside this cave. And he's got photographs of this cave. It's really crazy. Like, you go inside the cave, it's all this weird artwork of all these weird animals, including some animals that, like, don't even exist anymore. Like, they had, like, a brontosaurus who was depicted on the wall. Like, with the long neck or plesiosaurus <clears throat> or something like that. But the idea that these people lived there for so long and had all these different dialects and like someone 20 miles away would speak way different than people here and none of it was written down none of their history was written down like all of it was just like stories that they told over the campfire or whatever I thought you were going to go into the uh, Bigfoot in Australia thing I was going to do they have it do they ever <laughs> talk about it there Has well, he ever... if, if you watch Finding Bigfoot they say they have one okay what did he do get on a sh- get on a ship 
I grew up there. He grew up in Australia. They have their own. They, they have their own. They have their portals or something. <clears throat> well, there's um an animal in I think it's Vietnam. They call it the orang pendek. I think that's from Vietnam. Somewhere around, maybe somewhere else, Indonesia. Maybe it's Indonesia. But uh, the orang pendek was like a it's like a small hairy monkey man. It's like, but I think it's little. I think it's only like four feet tall or something like that. And they think that that thing. At least the legend of that thing is probably similar to that Hobbit man, mm-hmm. Homo floriens, floriensis, floriensis. I think that's what you say. I think that's it. It's from the island of Flores. They found these uh, Hobbit people mm-hmm. that legitimately were a different species of human, like this really weird-looking, three-foot-tall little Hobbit person. Creepy. Oh yeah, they, they existed fairly recently. Like, I think they found bones that were as recent as 14,000 years ago. Jeez. Yeah. So 14,000 years ago, these little hobbit people were running around. Not only that, they think that they had, like, real problems with people. Like, they interacted with each other, fought with each other, maybe even preyed on each other. <coughs> yeah, Didn't crazy. people not like hobbits? Or they liked the hobbits. How did they treat hobbits in Lord of the Rings? They were, like, they were okay. uh, magical people or something, mm. kind of? Or no? No, I don't they, think. They, but they were respected, right? Yeah, they 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 had some street cred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean they were cool. Yeah, maybe they got fucked with because they were little, right? I was just trying to remember because I feel uh, they didn't wear shoes, did they? They were like no, they had hairy feet. Yeah, remember, yeah, big hairy feet. That's a little creepy. Get yeah. Some, put some shoes. You know, when Dominic Monaghan was on the podcast, I literally almost forgot that he was a Hobbit. Uh-huh. You know, because I, I thought of him as the guy from Lost. He's Charlie. He's Charlie from Lost. Charlie. He drowned. Like, oh, I'm sad. Yeah. Tim. Sad. Yeah. He's sad, great. Charlie. He's back. He's alive. We were around. Mm, yeah. He's great. So, yeah. So, I've been getting more into these uh, Pablo Escobar documentaries. Just living that kind of lifestyle. You know what I mean? Just living that life where I'm smoking joints, watching Pablo Escobar like him joints yeah I like what he wore he uh-huh. wore like grandpa sweaters and shit yeah <laughs> he wore the worst clothes yeah he had like bad running shoes I'm pretty sure the cardigan I wore in my special he's wearing <coughs> at some point and yeah. uh, <laughs> I was just hearing that uh, some people think that uh, El Chapo might have more money and more uh, reach than Escobar did but not more power or at least not more power within the country he's in Right. Well, definitely not now. Yeah, it's definitely a different time period too. But he's fucked now, didn't he? Oh, yeah. he, he broke his leg trying to get away. Jumped. Yeah, I think the reason it got brought up is because his lawyer is currently complaining that he's being tortured in prison. And how's he being tortured? I don't know. He was in prison for a long time before, though, right? He was in prison for a long time, then he escaped, and then they got him again. They escaped again. Mm-hmm. He escaped four times, I think. <laughs> yeah, he's a freak. He's a big time freak. How crazy that Sean Penn went to meet him. Went to meet him and did an article for Rolling Stone, shaking his hand. I mean, it's unbelievable. What was he thinking? You're a movie star, dude. Why do you want to go meet Pablo, or not Pablo Escobar, but El Chapo? Didn't did he give and didn't he end up giving him their like? Did he have to tell someone where he met him? Um, I don't know what he had to journalistic. Freedom. I don't remember, that. but I do remember that there was a girl that he knew that was an actress that hooked it all up. Yeah. So was she banging them? 
That was Probably. Like, uh, I hope so. Mm-hmm. That's the one I like about Narcos. The reporter chick that he bangs every now and then. Ooh. Yeah. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> but that life's crazy to think about that and to look at how they ran that and just mm-hmm. scaring people and to be able to fight your own government and lock yourself in and escape and have the people for you but with you. And It's scary, but... Let's look at it this way. Is it scarier than the people that sell Oxycontin that kill thousands of people every year and nobody does a thing about it? They do it completely legally and everybody's paid off. That might be scarier because, yeah, they don't have to use violence and shoot people in the street and threaten people and scare people. And people don't live under this blanket of fear that they lived under during the Pablo Escobar days. But just as many people are dying and just as much money is being made, maybe more people are dying. You are right. And I mean, about the fear thing, like, granted, it's tough to compare the two, but if you compare all the people that have been afraid of getting caught with marijuana over the past, you know, decades, because that, I feel like, has mostly been brought on, or at least kept in place by big medicine, Mm -hmm. then, and all of that stuff that stemmed from marijuana and, like, selling marijuana and having a gun for marijuana and this and that and all that stuff then and you put all that together it's a much bigger imprint than it seems you know it's a big imprint but here's the the weirdest one now in 2016 for the first time more people are using pain pills than tobacco in the United States including cigars chew cigarettes the whole thing everything more people using fucking prescription pain pills than using tobacco, which is nuts, because you can go down any street and see people smoking cigarettes everywhere you go. Oh yeah, not too long ago, you t- I think you tried to have me look up how many prescriptions we like are out for Adderall in the U.S. And as I was trying to look it up, I don't think that that's like public info. Like they wouldn't want that out there, would they? Well, sometimes that stuff gets out in some sort of a way, you know. Because I, I, I had a hard time finding it. I just had, like, rough guesstimations and oh, yeah. different things they thought was happening based off of whatever. But, you know, some people were, like, if it was in Florida, you could go get 10 Oxycontin things. Like, they said, you just go up and down the thing. So, like, those aren't being tracked necessarily. Well, that's not you know? the same anymore. They used to be like that. But it's way different now. Back then, when they were doing that, the Oxycontin Express days... There was more people that were getting um, OxyContin prescriptions in Florida than the rest of the country combined. Damn. <laughs> Florida. Florida is so crazy. Oh it's just the, the strongest painkiller that just makes you basically heroin. It's not even the strongest painkiller. The strongest painkiller is that stuff. How do you say it? Phenylalanil? Phenylalanil. Fentanyl mm-hmm. and fentanyl is spending a shitload of money to try to keep marijuana illegal in Arizona. They spent five hundred thousand dollars to try to stop the legalization of recreational marijuana in Arizona. Hmm. <laughs> just I mean, just gangsters. Is that not a red flag thing? How are they? How can they do that? Isn't the recreational thing on the ballot for <clears throat> California? Yes, I haven't really, yeah. heard it being discussed very much. I feel like it should be talked about a lot. It should be talked about a lot. Um, it's pretty much like established in most people's eyes. It's, it's just going to pass. pass. Yeah. yeah, I mean, once they see how much money Colorado's raking in, just and plus Jerry Brown's our governor. That guy's a Washington. fucking hippie and a half. Hell yeah. Washington's brought in a shitload of money too. I, was, I yeah. saw an article I was going to bring up recently on a podcast, but uh, forget how much they 
it's it's as much as Colorado, if not more. And then I saw some recent mm-hmm. Colorado's got like sixty six million dollars. They're gonna yeah. towards bully ad, like advocacy or something like that. Like they have that much of a surplus. How, 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 do you, how do you stop bullying with money? What do you do? Programs and stuff, I think. I don't know that they will work. I'll tell you what you do. You give the bullies the money. <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> you give the bullies the money. All of a sudden, guess whose lunch money they're not taking? Your dweeby little sons. How about that? <laughs> Let's solve the epidemic right where it I starts. Think the real way to solve it would be to teach them how to fight. Teach them martial arts. Yeah. They wouldn't be beating each other up. They'd be competing, you know, or they'd look like pussies. When I was in, like, middle school, they tried this thing with my grade school because we were known as, like, the ghetto school of the, like, six or seven little Catholic schools in our area because we had black kids at our school. And That's why you were known as a ghetto school? I think so. I mean, we weren't in the ghetto or anything like that, and it was a private Catholic school. It's not, like, in a, it's not, it wasn't a free public school. What, anyway. what was ghetto about it? We black had black people. kids at it. Really. Did you ever bang any black girls? Not, no, it was middle school, no. No? But not anyway, no. Um, anyway, so at the the dances, we would we were like this was nineteen nine in the mid nineties, like ninety six, where like rap music was still like gangster rap was getting big. So some of all the black kids liked it. And when they put it on at our dance, they'd start like we'd jump around and everyone would get. We were at, little kids at a party we were thirteen. Either way, all the parents or the kids at those schools didn't like it. So we got complained to or against. And for the next two years, we had what they called conflict resolution as an actual class instead of like art for some for like a year where we had to like do workshops and worksheets about how to be acting with other kids and situations like it was no one took it seriously at all but like they told us that's what it was for is because we weren't acting like we got banned from the dances at those schools that we couldn't go there we had to have our own did you feel like a rebel like no, it was, it, was, it was dumb. We didn't understand why it was dumb. And like, why did it, it happen? Like we were being picked on. <clears throat> what did you guys Literally, see? it came from, I remember an incident where there was like a song came on and a, a bunch of kids from my school specifically got in a, a circle and were like jumping around like with their hands up. Like, what, I don't remember the song. I might have been slammed by Onyx. And it was like, slam. Yeah. And so like all the white, this is what I think happened. I'm pretty sure it did. Like all the white kids were like freaking out. Like, what the fuck's going on? It might have been the teachers that were watching over everyone like what are all these kids doing from the that school that, right. that ghetto school over there on the east side we can't be having that with all our kids fuck that and they think they complained and mm. so they once segregated all those kids got out, yeah like two years later once all those troubled kids were up in high school and there's some new kids in that aren't acting up we'll try out a dance and see how it goes and then it finally went away hey I got a dumb question um that earpiece that you're wearing uh-huh. has a microphone on it that microphone's not picking no, up right I'm just saying that ear thing Okay. Man, so they segregated the dances. Mm-hmm. Who wants to go to the all-white people dance? You know what I mean? Just white when, people who don't want to be around black people? Well, I mean, black people have the best dances. I'll tell you that right now. What if you're into line dancing, though? What if you're, like, super into, like... White, white dance. I don't think anyone's line dancing, <laughs> at least not around here. I was, in a, um, I was in a country restaurant bar once, and uh, they all started line dancing to some fucking song. They knew the song. And they all started doing this, like, dance thing together. And we were looking at each other like, what in the fuck is going on? Like, they, they all knew the song, and they were all dancing together. They, like, knew the dance. Like the electric slide, but not the electric slide. Right. But like a, like a fucking country dance. Yeah. It's like, wow, this you is ever, so bizarre. You ever seen a big group of black people do, like, uh, one of those dance flash mob things? Yes. And it was awesome, wasn't it? 
better. I saw I saw it once a, three <laughs> three or four summers ago in San Diego. I remember it's when um, Kanye and Jay Z got together and they made an album and they made a song called uh, N Words in Paris and it stole the summer. And it was just one of those songs where you were hearing it all summer and it had a big beat and everything. We were in an outdoor bar in San Diego and all of a sudden it came on and it was like a hot Saturday night, middle of the summer. And all of a sudden, it came, they came around the corner, like doing like it was almost like you were in the music video thriller. And and I'm looking at them, and then I take a moment because I'm sort of like creepily aware, you know what I mean, to look around and see what the white people are doing at this like outdoor bar. And everybody was just mesmerized. It was like I don't know, like Cirque du Soleil, mm. except it was just a bunch of cool black people dancing, walking down the street at the same time in synchronization with each other. Yeah, somebody videotaped some flash mob in the middle of New York City the other day. Really? Like, yeah, they had some thing where everybody agreed to meet at a certain place at a certain time, and then when the clock strikes midnight, everybody fucking jumps in and gets crazy and dances around. I love shit like that. Yeah. Because that's not organized by a company. That's not like some marketing campaign from some cell phone provider. That's an organic thing that people just decided to get crazy. Yeah, when the intentions are just to be silly. Yeah, just have fun. That's what makes it worth it. Yeah. That kind of happened when we were in San Francisco this year. I I walked to the top of Fremont Street. That's what the the winding one. And uh, the meeting of the naked bike, bike ride was up there and it was just guy, it was all guys Lombard not, Street was all Lombard Street not Fremont Street yeah Lombard Street <laughs> the naked bike riders met up all guys all over 40 none of like all out of shape but they were all butt naked oh, on, on a bike in the middle like middle puffy the on their huffy <laughs> It was not the right flash mob to be walking into. Uh, <laughs> Worst flash mob ever. Yeah, Bunch flashing. of naked dudes on bicycles. <laughs> Definitely flashing. Flashing flash mobs. Isn't that interesting, man, that clothes are mandatory? If you take your clothes off, they'll throw you in fucking jail. Well, there was, I think, <laughs> cops there that weren't doing anything. Well, like, San Francisco. Yeah. I was thinking about that the other day because I was driving back from Sacramento middle of the day on Sunday and I literally, I went to the drive-thru, they gave me a burger, I didn't, they didn't put napkins in the bag and I'm like, I'm eating on the road, I want to make it back to LA. Blah, 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 an hour later, I'm finishing my coffee, just ate that burger, no napkins in the car, finished my, uh, or, no, I didn't, and anyway, and I start to have to shit, and I mean, like, badly, and I mean, like, it's an immediate emergency, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm looking, and it's one of those stretches in Northern California where it's like, next rest area, 43 miles, and I'm looking as I'm driving down the freeway, I'm looking to see, like, what kind of bushes there are and stuff, and there's, like, nothing, and I mean nothing. Then it's just fucking cow pastures forever. And I'm like, I can't shit behind that. Can't shit behind that. You know, you're just driving down looking. And you're squeezing. And I'm squeezing. I'm squeezing so hard that for the first time in my life, I was like standing up while driving. Like I was up. <laughs> I was I was up on my left foot because it felt like my butt cheeks could get tighter if I like was in a standing position rather than sitting. And I mean, I'm doing everything. I'm literally praying to God for the first time in like five or six you years. Prayed? I mean, like I'm literally like whatever. If anything is controlling any of the universe, I need you right now. I can't <laughs> shit my pants. <laughs> because, by the way, they were also... I was wearing these, like, gray shorts that I had. <laughs> 
They're like cloth shorts. I mean, oh, it would have no. been so terrible. So terrible. And... Uh, what the fuck were we just talking no about? No shirt. No oh, clothes. about not having clothes on. I realized yeah. right then, like, I'm like, I'm, ha- I'm going to have to pull over on the side of the street, and without a bush, I'm going to have to shit. Boom's going to come out of my butt, <laughs> no matter what happens. And people are going to drive by, and I'm thinking to myself how illegal that is, because I think, right. like, you can't even pull your pants down and get away with it. <laughs> what happens if... And I'm thinking, that's crazy. Being naked's crazy, but you, we all poop and pee. All of us. Yeah. 100% of all people. But you have to find a public bathroom. Like, you can't public? just knock on someone's door. It's the middle of the freeway public? It is. I'm kind of, yes, it is, but like... Yeah, but you're not allowed to shit outside. Like, if you pee outside, here's what gets really interesting. Yeah. If you pee outside and you get caught, you could be arrested as a sex offender. Yeah, I know. I've it's happened that. to people yeah. before. Oh Especially God. if you're in view of a school. You could go from a brown alert to an amber alert real quick. Okie dokie. Uh. <laughs> so how did you resolve it? Well, what ended up happening were, was my prayers to the universe ended up working. Because, like, you know how every once in a while... I mean, I don't know how close you've been to shitting your pants lately, but, like... It bu- I've shit my pants. It bubbles up, and you're like, fuck, 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 you know what I right. mean? And then sometimes it'll just be like, all right, let him, you know, let him go for a little bit, and it'll just be, everything will be okay for, like, two minutes. And you're right. like, oh, my God, did it pass? It's like a hurricane. It's like right. when you hear people describing I hurricanes. Storm. You're like, I thought the eye, the eye of the storm already passed. <laughs> and then two minutes later, it just... And uh, I ended up making it. And what's crazy that I do remember about where? this, I made it to the first gas station that was 41 miles. I mean, I was just sweating, dude. I don't know how to describe it. You I'm drove like, 40 miles yeah. by quenching, quenching Emergency your shit, yeah. Lifting your butt off the chair the whole time? My left leg was sore. My whole alignment was <laughs> off. I mean, my alignment was <laughs> off. I got to get adjusted. <laughs> I had to go to a Reiki master. <laughs> and what's crazy is that, because, like, there, there's actually another piece to this amazing puzzle, is that after you've been holding it for 41 miles or whatever, and, you know, you've been doing all this shit, and once you make it to the closest restroom, that first gas station off that first exit, and you go to the men's room, and you're and there's only one stall there, that is the stall of... Demolition, my friend. I mean, once I was in it, I was. I mean, you just notice there's just graffiti everywhere. There's toilet paper. Every, everything you've ever seen is everywhere because that is the stall of anybody who's almost shit their pants. Every man coming right. southbound from Northern California that had to shit in this forty mile span blast through that door <laughs> and then blast through that stall door and just. Brrr. I mean, it is the stall. So that's what's crazy is that, like, yeah, there was a few other gas stations on that exit, but I'm like, I remember literally being like, come on. Like, I was in that final red light. Because once you see, it's a weird thing your body does, too, Mm -hmm. right? Is once you see the gas station, you see the restroom, that's when it's like, you know, it's like really like. It's when your butt just, like, can't take it anymore. It's like, there it is. It is really fucking bizarre that you're not allowed to be naked. Yeah. Like, that your body comes, like, out of the box with no clothes. We require you to purchase clothes or make them. I mean, if you... I guess you could have a bunch of leaves glued together and no one can stop you. As long as nobody can see your genitals. And then even then, 
we have like rules for that. Like a girl can wear a thong. So literally she can have a string that goes over her asshole and then just a, a little Dorito that mm. covers her clit. And we're like, we're good. We're good. Oh, do you have uh, some band-aids for your nipples? Because I don't want to see your dirty, fucking stinky brown skin. Right. That brown nipple skin, you dirty bitch. They can see all the the voluptuousness of the outside. It's very weird. We're real weird with clothes. It is. Like, you could have, like, beaches where people get nude, but you have to have an agreement. Like, uh, this is the this is the beach where everybody's allowed to not wear clothes. But for the most part, you have to wear clothes. That's... I almost got arrested here for... We were mooning a camera. We were taking a picture. Like, eight guys were mooning a camera. We were canoeing down the thing. They, like, stopped. And everyone was, like, drinking a beer and everything. Like, hey, everyone take a picture. And I was like, let's get the fuck out of here. They're like, no, let's take a picture. And I was like, all right, I'll take a fucking picture. So everyone was like, oh, moon the camera. So we did. And literally, like, two minutes later, out of the woods in the middle of nowhere, a sheriff comes walking down. Like, hey, guys. Hey. And we're all like, what, what, what? What's going on? He's like, hey, why don't you come over here? And we're all like, oh, fuck, what'd we do? And also, half of us are underage. Like, that's some, like, 20, 21, 21, 21, 22. Like, two underage people, I think. And you're not supposed to be drinking while you're canoeing, too. So we knew we were kind of fucked. Uh, but he makes us all walk over to him. And he's like, hey, just so you guys know, what you just did is absolutely illegal. And we're thinking about, he's like, we. He's like, we're thinking about uh, taking you all in right now for indecent exposure. And we're all immediately like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, who's we first? He's like, oh, we all, we've been up there watching you. There's about five of us. We all got binoculars. We've been here, watched you for the last 25 minutes. He's like, guys, we should have definitely left. We should have so left. And he, like, pulls the two underage people up next to him, my girlfriend at the time and this other kid. He makes us dump out all of our liquor. Like, one girl kept, like, hit a bottle of Jack Daniels, and then he finally was like, all right, you know what? We're going we're gonna to let you guys go, but get the fuck, like, get the fuck out of here. And we... Nothing ended up happening, but the thing he also meant he said there like it's okay for all you girls to take pictures with your tops off, but no asses. That's illegal. We were all like, huh? And like I guess I from then I've always like thought or that's I think when I learned that like girls are allowed to walk around with their tops off in like, some states. Nipple, yeah, I think in some states like we're in Ohio now. Yeah, in be different. New York, you can do it. Right? That was like a thing that they fought for because men can walk around with no shirts on mm-hmm. in New York. But you know, up until like the beginning of the to the turn of the 20th century, it was illegal for men to walk around bare shirt. And it was like a big, yeah, it was like a big movement where I think I want to say like the early 1900s, like the teens, they uh, they duped it out. Like they, you know, they they fought to have like decency thing too. Well, I mean, men fought to to have the right to walk around shirtless because it's fucking hot out sometimes. But women couldn't for like a long time. I want to say until fairly recently. And obviously, like, look, it, I understand that a woman's breast is more titillating. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> but you, you, you can't say like men can walk around with their dicks hanging out, but women can't show their vaginas. That's just crazy. It is bizarre that our their nipples have to be covered and our nipples mm-hmm. are just like who useless. gives a fuck? Mine are useless. Slam my nipple in a fucking bank fault, I wouldn't feel it. <laughs> they, they just, they're numb. They don't. They literally don't feel like anything. They don't do anything. <clears throat> I had a girl suck on them once. I was like, you could just stop. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Why did you just suck on my elbow? It's the same thing. It is so My funny. elbow might be more sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. It's weird because women's nipples get erect. They get yeah. excited. Yeah. They perk up. Milk, milk shoots out sometimes. Whoa! You get all excited. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, they really, they really like it. I think that for a long time I always thought that... Uh, boobs for girls were the same like for guys and it was like not that much feeling so I sort of like always ignored them quite a bit. <laughs> I'm like this vagina thing is the most important <laughs> and uh and then I learned a little bit later on that like girls like that. Their boobs are different than our boobs. Um yeah. I learned that like last week. Mm-hmm. A couple weeks ago. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. The, the the difference is what we're allowed to get away with and what we're not allowed to get away with, you know? Like, imagine if men wore skirts to meetings. If men can have, like, little skirts. The uh, kilt. Yeah. Kind of do. But that's, like, that's, that's, that's a dress. That thing goes down to your knees. Yeah, and it's got, like, a big belt buckle and stuff to make it cool. I think you're thinking of pilgrims. Sometimes they have a little satchel thing. Did, it's like a fanny pack. I mean, like, I'm sorry, but it, had I pooped off that side of that road and just been, like, poop coming out of my butt, and, like, a police officer comes and arrests me for that, I would make, no pun intended, but I would make a really big stink about that. <laughs> because, I mean, it's like, don't, when, don't You're supposed to shit your pants in your car and just deal with it. That's the question, right? What do you do? And by the way, it was a rental car. I knew there was one more thing I was forgetting. A rental car with a gray interior, gray cloth interior. You You pay for the insurance, or how's that work? Well, you should take that cup from that coffee and just shit right in that coffee. The thing was, is that it was a venti, Ah, and it was tall, and like, I'm already... You shit in it, and then you squeeze shut, and you (laughs) toss it out the window, and you put it right back in there. Ah! (laughs) You keep filling it up. Ah! Have you ever taken a shit where it comes out like a volcano Mm -hmm. above the water, and you're like, oh my god, this is an above-ground shit. Like, literally, there's so much shit that it's rising above the water, the toilet. My toilet, yeah. my current toilet's a little too small for me. Oh, you're yeah, shitting a lot. You're shitting I mean, hardcore. Smell a lot of water in there. You wow. eat a lot of meat. <laughs> does it? Does it ever uh, climb all the way up? You to just it? get that extra smell. You're like, yeah. <laughs> shit. Because shit in when the, the room. S- <laughs> when the smell becomes 3D. <laughs> <laughs> It's, like, it's literally going above the water and it's out in the air. So it's free. It's that much then, right? Though. Quite it's a bit. strange. Well, not, I mean, not mm. entirely. But. Obviously, you walk in a bathroom after someone's shit. You're there's like, gas. Whoa. It's still yeah. gas, but I mean, it's like, that traps a lot in there. Yeah, what's with the matches? Is that like burning the gas in there? Is that what that's supposed I to be all about? I, I would. Just said it out loud. I think it, uh, the fire sucks oxygen, so it must have to be sucking some other gas and fucking with it but that's, mm. uh, I think I think it's just the the sulfur mm. of the thing sort but of but then you just know that someone's shit in there yeah. still better than smelling shit <laughs> definitely I guess you, it's, you know it's getting in your, on your tongue because it knows it's, you know you're tasting it right not just smelling it's shit molecules mm-hmm. yeah if you could smell it in the air it's everywhere mm-hmm. the, the gas molecules what a weird design that every animal has you eat things, and your body's like, oh, we'll take all this useful stuff. We've got a lot of garbage. Let's just get rid of that stuff. It comes out. Like, there's no way you do, There's no way you can eat just the right amount of food where you don't ever shit, or you don't ever piss. 
it just goes through your system. Yeah, I've been here. I've heard a recent story again. I don't remember why this came up, but like regal rectal implant. What's that called? The fe- fecal implant. Fecal implant. Right. Some guy was sick, and he had to have his friend's shit put in him or something like yeah. that, and it made him better. That's disgusting and really weird how that works. It does, it does work. Somebody yeah. else's shit put into There's his something wrong butt? with his stomach, yeah. and so you got somebody else's shit put in him, and it fixes his stomach somehow. Yeah, well, gut flora is one of the most important aspects of health that is only really being understood over the last few decades. People really didn't know that the bacteria inside your gut has not not only does it just affect your stomach, but it affects your personality. There's neurons in there, yeah, right, or something. It affects your mood. Well, not that. It's just the, the there's a some sort of a symbiotic relationship that we have with our gut flora. And when your flora is bad, it has all sorts of negative consequences on your immune system. I'm big in uh, probiotics over the last few years. I've been eating a lot of kimchi. I drink, um, what is that stuff called? Uh, kefir? Mm-hmm. Is it kefir or kefir? I think kefir, but I'm not sure. I never really say it. I read it. Um, kombucha. Mm-hmm. A lot of different probiotics. I take those on it, total gut health packets. I got a stack with me. I travel on the road with it. I don't go any, anywhere without it. But acidophilus, like all that kind of stuff, like having healthy gut flora. Man, it makes a giant difference on wh- whether you get sick, how how long your sickness lasts. You can't. Is there? Can you take too much of that where your body just get rid of it if it doesn't want it? It's a good question. <clears throat> I would imagine. Well, it's healthy. I don't know if it's. I don't think it's like uh, like certain vitamins are fat soluble, and if you take too many of them, it can, it can fuck with you, and you really want to make sure you get the right amount. I don't think that's the same with um, with with healthy bacteria. It's really, it's like, almost like troops. Like you're bringing in healthy troops to fight off bad, bad bacteria. Like for people who do jujitsu, anybody who's listening to this and does jujitsu, super important that you take probiotics. It's very, very important. And never wash yourself with antibiotic soap, ever. Because when you wash yourself with antibiotic soap, you strip your body of all gut flora, or of all skin flora, Hmm. of the good stuff too. You, what you want to do is use something like defense soap that has healthy oils that only promotes healthy flora, and but it doesn't kill the uh, the good stuff. It, it promotes healthy flora and just pr- protects you from the bad shit. From getting like ringworm and stuff? Yeah, but it's not an antibacteria soap. Like antibacteria soap. I, I had a friend of mine who was a jiu-jitsu guy who had a ringworm. He started... Um, washing himself with antibacterial soap and he got fucking ringworm everywhere because mm. his body couldn't fight it off. It's like illegal now or something or it's antibacterial banned. soap? Is there something or a certain kind there's a certain chemical in most of them? When we don't have Jamie to uh, check facts, I'll check. Jamie starts about throwing around all the fucking questions <laughs> himself. I start thinking about things I remember, and I would have Googled it already. Uh, yeah, you would. Anti- if we were doing the regular podcast at the studio, Jamie would have the answers up on the mm-hmm. screen. But now Jamie's like throwing the questions out. Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, FDA issues, final rule, safety and effectiveness of antibacterial soaps, bans triclosan and 18 other chemicals from soaps mm. so triclosan is something that was found in lots of things like from toothpaste to the antibacterial soap and I guess it's no it's no bueno what's the deal with fluoride like what's the real deal with fluoride because fluoride's fucking poison but I've heard people say that fluoride is good for like for uh, t- for healthy teeth and to prevent tooth decay, but then I've heard that's total bullshit. And the only thing that's helping your tooth decay is that you're not 
you know, you're, you're cleaning your teeth. Mm-hmm. That's what's healthy. But it's not the fluoride. And don't they put it in the water supply and people thought that that's poisoning people? Yeah, that's what people or... think that it's like designed to make you stupid. Mm-hmm. Hmm. This is a shitty yeah, research. to know about that. Yeah, this is a terrible fucking research podcast, this one. Well, that's if what... you're upset at this, you should be. You have every right. <laughs> These fucking guys, all they have is questions. No answers. <laughs> We're going to have a, a companion podcast to this where we actually check everything. At yeah, a, uh, go over. Oh, we were wrong about everything. <laughs> As usual. It's kind of funny, though, that we do have this whole ecosystem thing going on in our body. That it's not just your body. You have to protect your body from invading bacteria. No, your body's filled with bacteria. It's like the whole thing's bacteria. Right. It's like you're like a little planet. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, we were we made we were made from like cum being in like a hot vagina. Even crazier than that, we're made from stars exploding first. Like it had to, a star had explode in order to create the very building blocks for life. What in the fuck? I did mushrooms last week in the Ooh. desert, and uh, a lot of stars out there. Joshua. Yeah. Yeah. Really felt like. <coughs> Nothing. Did you like, love it? It was amazing. Yeah. It was so great. I need to get out to Joshua Tree. It's so beautiful out there. Wait, when, when does Ari do that shroom fest? Is it July? I think it was September this year. Yeah, it, it rotates. It's either in July, August, or September. It all depends on the uh, supermoon. Oh, he only does it during the supermoon? Yeah, the weekend of the supermoon, or like the week of weekend. So you could go outside? Yeah. And, yeah. Mm. Bright moon. Mm. But it was interesting. This one was a different one because this wasn't officially Shroom Fest. We just went because we all missed... Well, I missed Shroom Fest, which was a couple months ago or whatever. But, uh... And this one didn't have the moon out right away. So it was actually my first time in four or five years without the moon. Crazy as that is. But it was there in a few hours. But it wasn't there the first few hours. And the stars out there... I mean, there's just no way to describe it. They're just fucking everywhere. You you can't look at a specific place and not see a huge clump of them. And you can't look at the sky for 30 seconds to two minutes in a row without seeing another shooting star. It's impossible. Wow. If you're not seeing one, then you're looking down. Isn't that crazy that those are rocks from space? That probably came from millions of miles. When I was out there, I was thinking about how that was the natural, how that had to be, like, the first form of entertainment. Like, what else would you watch? Yeah. There was no falling asleep to Netflix. It was, I saw the stars last night, and uh, that was it. And you hear a twig snap behind you. That was entertaining. Mm-hmm. When you're out there wandering around on mushrooms, you worry about spiders or anything like that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was afraid of a little... We had a little uh, little mouse that kept running around our campsite that at one point I was, like, way too afraid of. <laughs> was it a mouse or, or a It was rat? the tiniest little mouse. Little cutie mouse. It was freaking you out? Yeah, it was freaking me out. It was getting too close. It seemed like it was on mushrooms with us, and I'm like, get out of here, dude. Maybe it knew you guys were vulnerable. It felt like it did. Close in on you. Yeah. Animals definitely know the difference between dark and day. Like, they get really bold at night, mm-hmm. as opposed to during the day. 
Like, during the day, they keep the fuck away from you, but, like, deer at night, they're not nearly as worried about people. It's like almost like they know, oh, these fuckheads, they can't see that good. Mm-hmm. Like, with bears, it's really disturbing. Like, bears at nighttime, they're, they're, they're very, very, like, confident. They're not nervous about people at all. If you're ever around bears at night, as it starts getting dark, they start closing in on you and looking at you differently. Do bears have good nighttime vision? Oh, yeah. A lot of them are very nocturnal. All animals are. All, you mean almost all animals can see way better than we don't. We have nothing we because suck. we have no evolution there. But we have night vision goggles and guns. That's evolution. And cars. Yeah, it's not like biological evolution, but it's we still got it's better. It. We still got there. We yeah. can have a machine gun if sitting we, out the sunroof and play Panama from Led Zeppelin, or from uh, Van Halen rather, as we blow them away. Panama. <laughs> <laughs> Gun them down. Fuck your evolution. How about that? How about fuck your night vision? We can see you, bitch. Stop trying to eat me. <laughs> yeah, bugs, snakes, all those things out in Joshua Tree are fucking creepy. Coyotes? I, coyotes out there? I haven't seen any of those things. We've heard coyotes out there, and the, that's creepy when that happens. Yeah. But... You know, they're like in the distance. You just hear, oh, 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 you know. That's cool, cool, though, right? Yeah, super cool. Yeah. It, it adds a real, like, you're almost like, was that a human being fucking with us? But Do you know coyotes are wolves? I don't know. They're no. wolves. They're a small wolf. Hmm. They're all in the same family. Like, they, that's how they, they make those koi wolves. They interbreed with each other back and forth. They're, they're, they make viable offspring, too. They're not, they don't make, like... Like, some animals make a hybrid, and the, the hybrid can't give birth, or can't get pregnant, or can't make another animal pregnant. Not coyotes. Coyotes can fuck dogs, too. Wow. So can wolves. Wolves can fuck dogs. It's really interesting. But what a coyote is, is like, when they first, when they first uh, discovered coyotes in uh, the, when, you know, the settlers arrived, they called them prairie wolves. That was the first name for them, before they called them coyotes. Prairie wolves. Yeah. It's a lot cuter name than coyote. It's a lot more adorable. But then the Aztecs called them coyote, and then the Spanish called them coyote. And then that, like, there was a Spanish pronunciation, the Aztec name for coyotes. Prairie dog and gopher, same thing? No. What's a prairie dog? No, a prairie dog is different than a gopher. A gopher is different. A prairie dog's a groundhog. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what it is? I guess. What's so stupid? Gophers are smaller. Again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, gophers just are, questions. Gophers are smaller probably, right? Like, yeah. Because they usually fuck up like gardens and... Mm-hmm. We have gophers. I have gophers near my Groundhog's house. Groundhog's a little bit bigger. I'll find like these little mounds of dirt with little fuckers that poked out through my lawn. It's like weird. It's like somebody just left a pile of dirt, but it's really just a gopher pop through those prairie dogs, though, man, they shoot the shit out of those things. It's really kind of crazy because they, they're a real nuisance on cattle ranches because they dig these holes and then cows step in them and they snap their legs and it becomes mm-hmm. a real problem. So they shoot them like crazy. Mm-hmm. And so people will set up on these fields with these high-powered rifles with scopes and just wait for these little fuckers to poke their head up and boom that sounds like fun there's video of Brock Lesnar shooting a prairie dog with like some ungodly gun like a 50 caliber mm-hmm. gun and they just explode <laughs> see that that's the kind of hunting I could get into I could go out and be like the prairie dog guy 
That's your your new thing. Yeah, prairie dog I'm guy. I'm the prairie dog. Prairie dog, the bounty hunter. I could see you going out hunting with like a bandana on. Like who's that guy, the lead singer of Poison? Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels. Yeah. I could see you with like a prairie dog bandana. Yep. With like fake hair. Mm-hmm. Like you put on like a wig. Fake like longer fake. hair. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a prairie dog out there that I smell? And then just get to go out. Yeah, you're supposed to meet people out there. They get they get out there a little early, and you don't expect them. You're out there fucking a dead prairie dog. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Why don't you let me know you're there, man? Every rose has a stone. Every prairie dog. Yeah, you can you can shoot nuisance animals. Isn't that interesting? Like those prairie dogs. You know what's interesting is. I was in uh, Prairie Dog and I was trying to figure out how to work Prairie Dog and then you take somebody out and try to find somewhere for them to shit out in public that'd be your show yeah Prairie Dog and it with Tony <laughs> that's what they're called Prairie Dog and it there was a um, there was an animal called a ground squirrel it was very different than a tree squirrel and ground squirrels you, you can't eat them tree squirrels apparently are very good they taste good I've actually eaten them I shouldn't say apparently I've actually eaten them they taste good they, it's a weird little animal but um, ground squirrels are so common in some places. Like Tahoe Ranch is 270,000 acres. It's a huge ranch in California. It has cows, it has bears, mountain lion, deer, elk, uh, turkey. There is more biomass in prairie dogs than all those other animals. There's so many fu- not prairie dogs, ground squirrels. There's more, so many fucking ground squirrels. So like, I, when the guy was telling me that, I was like, "What? Are you sh- serious?" He goes, "If you weighed all of the ground squirrels on this property, it would weigh as much as everything else combined." Ooh. I'm like, "How is that possible?" So so then we're driving down the road. He's like, "Just pay attention, watch them all." And so as we're driving down the road, you see them like as the, they hear the car coming, they jump out of their holes and scatter and run to another hole jump out of the hole and scatter and you're seeing them all over the place like 20, 30, 40 in, in your immediate vision just popping out of holes and running they just dig little holes in the ground dive into them creepy yeah so they go out there and try to kill them but you only see them for like a half a second like you barely can get a shot off a good day you kill like two or three of them but there's fucking thousands of them just running around digging little it's holes not doing anything so they're still hanging out underground well, they spread diseases, according to this guy. Like, certain mites. Mites become a real issue. Apparently, mites are real. I found out about <clears throat> mites when I was in um, Nevada. They were telling me you, you can't handle a jackrabbit. Like, if you shoot a jackrabbit and handle it, and if you don't have gloves on, you can get these mites on you, and they can give you a serious bacterial infection that you're going to need antibiotics for. Like, it's seriously dangerous. And people have died from it. People have gotten that bacterial infection, not got it treated, and fucking died mm. from mites on a rabbit. That's crazy. Yeah. Man. More f- useless facts you know, about animals. I looked animals. at the endotrichinosis I might in Australia. Ne- that was crazy. No diseases on any animals. Yeah, isn't that nuts? Yeah. Yeah, no, no salmonella. animals, at least. That's why, he, what's his face? Johnny Depp got in trouble for bringing his dog over there. Hey, oh, fuckhead. okay. That Where? makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Australia? Oh, yeah. Johnny Depp trying to ruin the party over there. Goddamn piece of shit. That's a funny show. Did you watch that on Netflix at all? Australian Border Security? 
Yeah, great show. So check this out. <laughs> Our TSA is boring as fuck, and we don't film stuff. Like, for some reason, our government doesn't care to make money like that. You know what I mean? Like, make a production out of it. Right. But Australia is like, fuck it. And pretty much, they just get all these people coming in from America, China, Canada. Your plane lands. You're going through TSA. They just start fucking, like, check out this guy right here. He's acting a little suspicious, right? And then they come through, and they're like, why are you suspicious? And he's like, nothing suspicious. What's going on? And, like, it's just like, you know, then they end up finding that... You know, they show you the suitcase x-ray, and they're like, this seems to be a uh, little something here. And then, maybe you want to tell us what's in your suitcase? Is there anything else? And they're always like, no. And then, you know, they find cocaine or something like that. And it's like, they're smuggling it in from wherever, and they're just busted. And they show you right at the end, like... He got sentenced to 20 years in Australian prison. Like, he just landed there, and then it's boom. Goodbye. Hello, welcome, and goodbye. Done. When you go to a place like that, do you give up your rights to be filmed? Like, how does that work? Or do they, like, say, I don't. I really don't well, think... I mean, what's... Or, if you're in their country, it's not... Or like, it's like, you're not an American. I they really, have different roles. I really oh, don't yeah. think they give a fuck. I think they wrote their rules around, like, hey, if you don't want to get caught bringing drugs in, then follow the rules. Well, they're really rough on immigrants. If you come there illegally, yeah. you, you don't get a chance to, like, settle down and... Make your case. They put you on a fucking boat and they send you to an island. Remember Josh Zepps was talking about mm-hmm. it? He's like, it's really kind of fucked up, like, what they do. But they have a very strict anti-immigration policy. Like, illegal immigrants do not get treated with any respect. Like, what, what Trump is talking about pales in comparison to what they do on a daily basis in Australia. In Australia, which seems to be, like, a place that's really killing it right now and doing really good. They're doing really well. Their economy's super strong. There's only 20 million of them in a country the size of the United States. How many we have here? We have 30 million in California. Oh. We have 330 million in, in the country. So we have 310 million more people than they have yeah. in the same size country. It's like half as many people in Australia just in Ohio. But then to put it in perspective... Yeah, I think we need to nuke ourselves. <laughs> That's my no, idea. No, put it in perspective. India, I think India is a third the size of the United States. It's got like... A billion people? Whoa. Yeah. Is that, is that how small it is? You know, they it's make hard a, to tell when you look at a map. They make a lot of kids, I but it's... I saw another thing on that, too. Sorry. More goddamn questions for us. The Brazil is, is uh, gauged wrong. The size of Brazil is wrong on the map. Oh, yeah? It's way bigger than perceived like Africa oh yeah Africa's way bigger than perceived Brazil itself is also way bigger than it looks like on a map how big is India in comparison what do you guess I'm guessing a third I'd say slight no bigger than like Texas plus a couple surrounding states so that's close to a third really I think it's like half as big I don't think it is alright let's see how big is India in comparison Why don't you guys talk while I'm <laughs> You know, Indians have a lot of kids, but I never see uh, Indian porn. Oh, you gotta look for it. I mean, I've seen it a couple they times. Have Indian porn stars? Yeah, she's not Indian. Mia Khalifa. Oh, I know she's, Mia she's Khalifa. Like, she's, uh, she's Arab, right? Mm-hmm. She does, like, like ISIS porn. Mm-hmm. She puts on, like, the, the how do you say it? Hijab. Hijab. Something like that. And gets down. Yeah, she does. Slightly more than one-third of the U.S. Mm. 
Yeah. Nailed it. How'd you find that so quick? I don't know. I just typed in India compared to U.S. Oh, yeah. Things come up right there. Oh, I just got it. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Amazing. Mm. And a billion people. So, compared to Australia, you know, I mean, think of that. Australia is three times larger than India, and India has a fucking billion people in it. Oh, those are... See... That's what's crazy, is in India, I'm pretty sure you can go anywhere and pull down your pants and take an emergency shit. You can. Anywhere. People do it. Yeah. Well, Ari said he saw people do it in China. Wow. Saw people just pull over and start to shit. that's the size of Brazil compared to the U.S., and it's almost the same size. Wow. Yeah, it's real close. Whoa. I think that's the same. Even though it's just India on the top, I'm pretty sure hmm. it's Brazil. Wow, that's crazy. Well, Africa's the nuttiest one. Mm-hmm. When you see Africa in comparison to the United States, you go, Wow. Like, you could fit everything in there. You could fit America, you could fit China, you could fit Asia, you could fit Europe. Yeah. I mean, Africa is fucking big, man. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> exactly, right? Wow. It's bigger. And blacker. And everything started there. That's what's bizarre. It's all from there. It's a Chris Rock special, right? Bigger and yeah. blacker. Mm-hmm. Wasn't his best word. No, that was uh, no. The, I'm not thinking bigger and blacker. I'm thinking the one he went to Africa and did stand up right, when yeah. he had yeah, that one. Is. That one whacked me out. He so kept weird. changing clothes. Yeah. yeah, like I didn't understand why that was a good idea. Like it was definitely cutting edge at the time, but I don't know if it no, benefited. Him. I don't think it was. I just think it was just a bunch of shows put together, just showing off that you yeah. could. You're in a bunch of different places, but it also. It uh, it releases the veil. It pulls aside the veil. You're doing the same thing. Everywhere. You're doing the same setup punchline every night. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the hidden sort of subtext to it. You're letting everyone know. Like this is like he does it the exact same way. It sort of exposes a little bit of the magic of what he's doing. You know, great comic like Chris Rock is so smooth on stage. You get caught up in this like. You don't thinking that this is a well-prepared, well-written, well-rehearsed bit. You're just laughing at the idea. Mm-hmm. But when you see him perform the setup in one place, the punchline in the other, then you're forced to sort of internalize. Like, oh, he does this the exact same way everywhere he goes. He said it a hundred times before. It's almost like seeing it twice in some sort of a way. When you see someone who's really funny, and then you see them again do the same bit, it's not as good. It's like, even if you really love them, it's a little less good, you know? And so he kind of had that in his special kind of built in. Still great, you know, but not, in my mind, not as good. But that's one of those things where you just keep trying to do something weird, you know? Yeah. Keep trying to mix it up. Like, like if you did your whole special, like from the beginning to the end with one camera, mm-hmm. like you showed up and filmed yeah. the whole thing. It's kind of a genius idea. <laughs> one shot on Netflix. Tony Hinchcliffe. Go see it now. Are you doing another one in October? Have you decided? I'm not. You know, no, I'm not going to. When do you want to do your next one? Then? I don't know. I'm going to wait to see when somebody comes at me with an idea or something like that and... I don't know. We'll see. Then again, if nobody comes at me soon, maybe I'll just make another one at some point. I feel well, like you made yours and then you sold it to Netflix, which is yeah. I feel fantastic. like with the, what I did with the Ice House, I can pretty much pitch that to anybody, and I think they'd be down. You know, it's mm-hmm. a pretty cool deal. So, well, it's also it's when you do it the way you did it. It's yeah. like you really get the sense of the intimacy of a comedy club, which I think still is the mm-hmm. best venue. Mm-hmm. For uh, a special, yeah, because you know? you're like, 
you know, you're in, in your, you're watching television at home. You're in your living room. Mm-hmm. You're sitting on the couch just like that usually. So like stand up should be in a small room, you know, yeah. like a club. It's it's so cool. When I did the ice house with you last week, Sean Sullivan, the GM there, came up to me and uh, we were talking a little bit and, about it. And he goes, "Man, there's people that." come to this spot right next to the parking spot here and they even they check with the employees and us they go isn't that the spot where tony starts and then he goes in and then he comes back there yeah so it's sort of like his like opened up there so you know it's sort of like a, a cool spot like i guess like when you see that bullet hole in the back of the belly room sign like kennison's thing yeah. you know it's like there's like a little bit of a legacy. i wish they never fixed that sign they they're trying to fix too many things they're trying to fix the patio floor now did you see that debacle but it's not shiny now it was shiny and it was cool I thought it was about to slip I was like what and then they sanded it down it looks like it's bad man why would they fix the bullet hole that Sam Kennison put in that sign that's like history. Someone has to keep that sign. It right? makes have to. The other sense. one? The one that they the one fixed? That has the hole. Someone yeah. has to have the hole, right? I gotta hope so. I hope they didn't throw it out. It makes zero sense to fix that. It still has the bullet hole in the back. Oh. Just doesn't have it through the glass. The plastic part was lit up. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. He shot right through the fucking thing. Really? What a crazy cocaine sniffing asshole. Too? Is there a, a good one question. Back by the side. Someone pointed <clears throat> out the other day. I was like, I didn't know there was one here, too. Hmm. Probably. I mean, if he shot a thirty eight at close range, I believe that's what everybody said it was, it would definitely go through that and into the wall. By the way, the photo for the cover of one shot, shot by... Jamie Vernon. Young Jamie. Mm-hmm. Jamie Vernon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Accidentally got cut out of the uh, credits. <laughs> Those He was literally in there, and then he literally wasn't after that. Who so. cut it out? It's just a complete technical error from the person who it's was... It's not my first non-credit. It won't be my last. These motherfuckers yeah. and their non-credits. God damn it. I'm done talking. I'm the king of guys. the non-credit. We can uh, we we can continue this tomorrow at the show, or I can just we can end it on this too. We can like make a part two addendum, maybe. Uh, yeah, just, we can like, do something set like it that. Up and just turn it on and see if there's anything fun. We can do it. something like that. Yeah, why not? Fuck it. Um, yeah, we'll just put it on the green room. Okay. Talk some yeah. shit. Yeah. So cool. this podcast for now is over. But um, so we did like a couple hours, right? Yeah, it's like an hour and a half, hour forty. Good, plenty of time. And so we're doing uh, West Side Barbell tomorrow. We're going to be meeting up with Louis Simmons, who's the famous uh, power lifter and uh, strength coach of West Side Barbell. You want to go, Tony? He'll give you some fucking pointers. How to get jacked. Power lifting and me, we really don't see uh, eye to eye. I'm getting bigger. trying to get him to lift with me at the I'm gym. Getting, I'm really? getting bigger, but... I'm just into the bag right now. Whatever, dude. I've been lifting. I I'm already look pretty much better than you. So. <laughs> it's been like three months. Mm, I don't... I think he's a little bigger than you. All right. Well... Jamie does deadlifts. On tomorrow's podcast, we're going shirtless. Uh, Jamie gets jacked and gets down there. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna let the audience decide tomorrow night live from let's the just palace theater. Fucking pantsless. Come on, let's just get arrested. Who can hold our shit in the longest? Let's, just, let's have a contest. All right, we're gonna wrap this thing up. So good night. Bye. Fuck you. Bye. Thanks everybody for tuning into the podcast, and thank you to our sponsors. Thanks to Stamps.com. 
Go to stamps.com. Before you do anything else, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in JRE. That's stamps.com and enter JRE. And thank you to Loot Crate. Go to lootcrate.com forward slash Rogan and enter the code word Rogan to save $3 off any new subscription. Thanks also to Caveman Coffee. Go to cavemancoffeeco.com, use the code word Rogan and save 10% off of any of their awesome coffee products. And scene. <sighs> Thanks for tuning in. Um, I am gone for most of the week. I'm busy. Some serious shit. But when I come back, I've got a lot of cool podcasts scheduled for next week, including Dan Bilzerian, Jesse Ventura, and powerful Russell Peters. Oh, shit. Uh, I got a lot of good podcasts coming up, folks. And maybe this weekend uh, for the 8th, for uh, October the 8th, we may do a fight companion, but that's up in the air. So I'll let you know. Okay? All right.